Alrighty, guys, welcome back to Puck Time with Pete. We're in episode 12 now, and um, feels good to be in the double digits the last couple pods. We're trying to get to triple at some point, but I'm here with my dad, uh, Don. Back. He's back. I'm back on a roll. His predictions were good last week. We'll get to those. Uh, to start off the pod, we're just going to take a look around the league on this Wednesday night. Just talk about some of the winners that we think will come from tonight. Now, we have the Wings at the Jets. In my opinion, I don't know about my dad's, but I think the Red Wings take this. And I even put a parlay together today and have the Red Wings plus one and a half just because, you know, the Jets are a stronger team in my opinion. Um, but the Wings have some promise, and I think they're just going to keep getting better and better. And now that they're out of the – like, I don't know if they're technically out of the playoffs. I believe they are. Um they probably would have to win the rest of their games if they still are in the somehow not knocked out yet. But the Detroit, Wings, Detroit, they probably no, Detroit has no shot. He's not Winnipeg. No, the the thing is, what I'm saying is teams that are officially knocked out. Well, the Red Wings, if they win the rest every single game no, for the rest of the season, what are the what are their points? I mean, they got Washington has points. 84. They have 63 points. They win 12 in a row. And everybody else loses. Yep. Okay. There so we go. That's that's what I'm saying. Like they're not officially knocked out yet, but they're, they're not making they're, the playoffs. They're done. Now, but the Red Wings have a really, really good young team, and they have promise for the future. So I think down the stretch here, with no pressure of playoffs, no pressure of anything, just more of just like a laid back, just no thinking hockey. They're going to play some of their best hockey, and I think they can take down the Jets tonight at at the least only lose by one goal. And it's a must win for Winnipeg if they want any shot of the wild card because they're slowly fading. I don't know if it's a must win. I, I call it a must win. If they, but if they I lose, do agree because if this were the Blues, oh I would call it a God. must I would call it a must win it's too. Because a, a team win. that is nowhere near the playoff picture, you're a team that still has a chance. Definitely Winnipeg needs to win this game because they're not going to play a bunch of teams similar to Detroit. If, if, I'm gonna put it out there right now. If Winnipeg loses tonight, they're not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Is that what you're playoffs. saying? Alrighty. That's my call. Well, they're running the line of Adam Lowry to start the game. I wonder if we'll get a fight off the draw. I don't know. But we can only pray. We now we have Tampa Bay at Washington. Yeah. That's gonna be a really, really good game now. So um if it were me. I would pick Tampa Bay to win, but in my bets, I think it's going to be a close game, potentially an overtime type of game. I have Washington plus one and a half. So this is going to be another tight game, in my opinion, a one-goal game. It could go either way, but I have it being a one-goal game for sure. I think Tampa, I think Tampa smells that second spot with Toronto. They're only three points. They win tonight and one point behind Toronto. And Alex Ovechkin just keeps smelling goals. Oh, yeah, he's so, still a badass. He's still a badass. He's trying to get to that 50 mark. I don't know exactly what he's at now, but I know he's somewhere in the 40s. He's going to want to get to that 50 mark, and he's going to want to do that as long as he can until his play drops off, which who knows when it will because he's still trying to catch Kretzky. I just feel the Tampa. You're calling, well, it's in Washington, but mm -hmm. I just think Tampa's got – a little more to play for because Washington's kind of blasé in the final uh, wild card spot. No one's going to catch them. It so. doesn't. Okay, I don't, I'm not saying that Washington's going to catch them. I'm saying they're going to no. beat. They're going to beat them. No, tonight. no. I'm saying Washington is in a, in the 
wild card spot. Yeah, they're the, the last wild card in the East right now. And there's no one going to catch them for the wild card spot. So I mean, New York could if they go on a run. It's not happening. They're five wins away from passing them if Washington goes on a five-game losing streak, which both are possible. It's not happening. They're very possible. But I do see the Capitals winning tonight. I, th- I think that this is one of those rivalries in that division that – well, not in that division. They're in separate divisions. But that the rivalries in the Eastern Conference that are a very you know, physical game could go either way. It's going to be fun to see if Tom Wilson and Patrick Maroon drop the gloves tonight. I'm looking forward to some of these games. I mean, we have – Back to – I hate to rain on your parade. No, you're good. I'm taking Tampa. You're taking Tampa. Yeah. All right. I just think they've got more to play for. Oh, of course. But at the same time, I don't know if they have more to play for than Washington because, like I said, if Washington goes on a losing streak and the Islanders go on a winning streak, it could easily be switched and the Capitals could be out of the playoffs. This time next week, the Islanders will be out. They won't even have a shot. It's just going to be – I think it's already set. Don't hold your breath because the Islanders have been playing some solid hockey even Um, though they can't score that many goals. I'm taking taking the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Alrighty. Washington and DC. We're gonna move on to the Seattle Seattle Kraken versus our St. Louis Blues. Now, last time Seattle was in St. Louis, it was a shit show of a game, but the Blues pulled out a win. I'm calling a three-goal victory, or at least a three-goal victory tonight. Especially with Seattle loading off some of their players, trading off some of their players, the deadline five to be exact. They were actually in their starting lineup throughout most of the year. The only player they don't have many players left, and if they're there, they're injured. All their top, like I think Jaden Schwartz is still out. Yeah, I mean, just now it would have been awesome to have Jaden Schwartz back in St. Louis this year, but we'll have to wait till next year. Um, but I got the Blues winning by two, two to three goals. Uh, the Blues, they win. They're one point behind Minnesota for the second spot in the Central Division. And so. honestly, I really like Minnesota's team right now. But even though we don't have a Jacob Middleton, a Marcus Felino, a Nicholas Delorier, I think we match up rather well against a team like Minnesota. Yeah. And I hope that's the first round matchup. We're going to get into that because that, later on in my notes, we're going to talk about the, how Minnesota played last night in Nashville. But Alrighty, next game. Flames, Flames at Ducks. Ducks. That's another good game. That's another physical sort of rivalry game. They were more rivals in the early 2010s, mid-2010s. But... Due to playoffs, but I got the Flames winning that game. I believe so too. By two goals at least. After that flub up against the Blues Saturday night, I think they're gonna they're gonna come back hard. Yeah, they got their act back together. Yep. They've got ninety one points, so yeah, Calgary's good. They got St. Louis boy Matthew Kachuk leading the way, uh, along with Johnny Gaudreau, Andrew Mangiapane. Um, multiple other players. I mean, they got leaders like Milan Lucic on the team. Oh, what a tough, tough guys like Eric Goodbranson, Nikita Zadorov on their third D pair. Um, they're a pretty solid team all the way through, even to their goaltending, which Jacob Markstrom has surprised me and over the last really couple of years. I frustrated that team Saturday night, but I don't want to go back to last week because that's, that's one of my uh, victories. <laughs> my, my cats fell out of the window. So the next Classic. one is the Vancouver Canucks at the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Now, in my opinion, Vegas Whoa. has been playing like shit lately. Um, I don't know if I'm correct on how bad they really have been playing or how good they've been playing. But in my opinion, the recent games I've seen, 
I they haven't really been showing up, in my opinion. Now they're out of the playoff spot right now. Currently, but they're one point behind Dallas. But Dallas has two games in hand. Now I do see this being another close game. Vancouver's fighting for their possible, maybe still the maybe. possible their lives right now. They probably have to go with twelve games left. They probably have to go nine and three minimum to have a shot. To have even one a single like a shot. And then you'd have to have Nashville and Dallas shit all over each other. So I don't think I don't know. I don't think that's happening. Yep. But I do see the Canucks. I have them I, I have the Canucks plus one and a half in Vegas tonight. I think I think that's a good pick. And uh going back to the last week podcast, I raised a few eyelids when I said the blues were gonna go eight and two over the next ten games. And so far, they are 3 0 and 1. Let's go. 3 0 and 1. It's uh, looking like, well, you got tonight. That could be 4 0 and 1. And I said they'd beat Minnesota here Friday night. And that would be 5 0 and 1. The Islanders, the way they looked last night down in Dallas, could be 6 0 and 1. And then boom, boom, boom. Here comes the Boston Bruins in Boston. That's going to be a problem. Buffalo is another question mark. And then Minnesota, so it very well could be seven, two, and one. Yep. Instead of eight and two. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's how it was. And Monday night, my son uh, took me to the Blues game Is for my 61st birthday. 61st birthday. Old man, but hey, um, ran into a couple girls that I knew from uh, working with in the past, and they're like, he doesn't look 61. He. <laughs> He looks 40 already. <laughs> yeah. You you better hope you get that just like him. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thanks, Taylor and Melissa. I get it. Yeah, okay. Stop funny, hitting on my dad. We're trying to catch an Uber. The funny thing is, is uh, you asked me the night before who was going to score the first goal. And yeah. I said, Barbashev. Yeah, he said Barbashev. Okay. Now, no, no, no. Let me finish it real quick. <laughs> All right. So, I said, hey, who's going to score the first goal? It's your birthday. I'm going to put some money down on a first goal score in this game, right? Well... I guess since we were playing such a shitty team like Arizona, you had to pick a two-goal scorer. Not just the first. There wasn't a first-goal scorer option. It was a two-goal scorer. Now, I picked Barbashev. He almost had to. But my dad, whenever I initially asked him, he said the first goal scorer is going to be Barbashev. Guess who the first goal scorer was? Ivan Barbashev, number 49. Barbie. Then we're at the game or heading heading to the game. Maybe we were having a couple drinks before the game at the apartment. But... I don't know when it was, but it was before the game started. I, he goes, we're going to win 5-1 to one tonight. I said, all right, well, I wish you would have told me that before so I could have put a little sh- some shekels on that one. <laughs> now, guess what the Blues did that night? They won 5-1. Five to one. Five This one. man should have went and put fucking 1,000 on black <laughs> at the casino because this man, he should have just put the house on it. It was an awesome game. And then the, it and was then, great. Uh, I tweeted a picture of us, and the Blues wished wish me a happy birthday. Yeah, that's pretty and, cool. Oh, this guy, oh, God. this guy, this I'm guy's happy. about this guy's about to get all hyped up. The twelve thousand engagements on Twitter. He's got like over a hundred likes on there. He's he's a local celebrity now. Look <laughs> at him. I love it. That's the highest engagements I've had on Twitter. Anything I've ever. <laughs> he's kept showing me. He's kept showing me. I got I I got a little lucky back in my high school days. I was. One of the girls that went to my high school was a YouTuber, and I was close friends with her. So I'd always get a shit ton of engagements. I shoot, I showed him one of them. He's like, "How the hell did you do that?" 
Now this guy's over oh, here. Oh, Brand, I'm hitting the twelve thousand. I know now. No, I I know, but that's unbelievable for one tweet. This guy over here. And thanks, Jeremy Perego and Nick Hines Sarge for liking it. Sixty-one years old, fucking getting more likes than your dad's out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny as could be. All right, so, let's yeah, talk about I, last, I like night, last night, Tuesday the fifth. Some of these games. I, I did make a small bet just because I've been winning a little bit on FanDuel lately. Now, I don't think anyone's bets hit last night if you put a parlay together with the NHL. Go through them, Dad. Oh, my God. So, the Canes, that's right, the Carolina Hurricanes, lose to the Buffalo Sabres 4-2. to Unbelievable. There's no possible. They have 98 points, and they lost to a team who's got 63. Buffalo's been coming around lately, though. That's They've been a sneaky, spoiling team right now. That's just a surprise to me. This, the, the Senators crushed the Habs 6-3 to three in Montreal. Now that one could go either way. They both suck. My, I get Montreal's that one. has been playing good lately. I, I cannot believe Montreal got just manhandled. No, nah, I can because they suck. Here's one that sucks for uh, Jeremy Perego up in Boston. I think it's Perigo. Perigo? Perigo? I, like I don't know. I listen to the pod, and I, I've been calling him uh, Perigo for so long, and then I hear him introduce himself. I'm like, damn, I've been saying it wrong, and I can't get myself out of it. So. Sorry, Jeremy, but I like saying Jeremy Perigo. And that's he's actually just so uh, anybody, after they listen to this podcast, if they'd like to listen to the East Coast guys up there, you got the Puck That podcast with Jeremy Perigo. And uh, his guest host is Spencer Weeks. So would that be cool someday if you could do a dual podcast? Yeah, you never guys. know. We could always get on a, a Zoom if, call and record it and post it both on our platforms. Especially if somewhere in the future it's the Blues and Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals. Now that would be one of those to where we got to save up some money and we'll do that podcast in person in both of our cities. Oh, for, oh uh, my we'll, God. I'll come, to, I'll come to game one in Boston because you know the Blues haven't had a high seed in the playoffs in a while. So I'll come to game one in Boston. Jeremy's got to come to game six in St. Louis when we win. That'd be funniest. I'm not going to say the F word. I was about ready to say funny as fuck. Well, there it is. There's the F word. We don't have Brett here tonight, so we don't have anyone to fill up the cussing list. Yeah. Of all, I, I'm, someday we should just have a tally and just make it something fun to do to throughout the pod because that kid cusses every three words. Yeah. Good old brother. I love that guy, though. That's my brother. Didn't even text back in the group chat today. It's just father and son today, not father, son, and second son. <laughs> he's not my stepbrother. He's my half brother. I don't call. I don't even call him my half brother. He's yeah, my fucking he's, brother. He's my nephew. Might as well. It's, it's it's really it's really it's okay. Anyone out there that doesn't know us, it's not really his nephew. Okay, it's just my mom and him got divorced. My stepdad and my mom had a kid. Two two kids. That's one of them's Brett. There's not some weird cousin fucking weird shit going on over <laughs> here in St. Louis. Okay, we're not in Nashville. Brett. Brett O and John Michael. We're not in trash. Bro. Okay, anyway. So, how does Boston lay an egg against the Red Wings last night, five to three? Um, I, I just—I mean, I it's a rivalry. It's a—it's a—it's an original six rivalry. That's another one of them surprises. I mean, Boston no, because it doesn't. So good lately. We've been playing good against Chicago this year, but no matter who's good or who's bad, it's always a good game. That's an original six rivalry. That could have gone either way. I bet Perigo's fucking pissed, but I would be. I was. 
right? I mean, how can you? I don't know. That's just a game you can. I guess you can toss out and move to the next one. Go go bees in the up in the East Coast. <laughs> the uh, other one is the Predators crushed the Wild six to two. Yeah. You want to know why? Because the Predators are tougher than the Wild. Oh no, that but they made the Wild look stupid. You want to know what made the Wild? Or I don't even know. I don't even know what I was gonna say. I don't even know what made the Wild look stupid. Maybe the not playing Mark Andre the Flower Flurry. No, they did play. They played Flurry last night. Flurry was in the net. I need to get my life together. See, I, I started. I started. Aaron's to run last night, so you missed it. <laughs> I start this job. I'm stuck at work till like six thirty or seven after I got done with the job. Then I gotta go pick up some shit with my girl. Then I gotta come back, figure out dinner, all kinds of shit. Next thing you know, all the games of the night are pretty much already <laughs> over, and I'm in bed. I'm an old man now. Yeah. I caught it. I don't think there's ever been a day that this guy knows what the scores were before I knew what the scores were. <laughs> and that was yesterday. So I'm getting the, old. After the Preds Wild game, here is the biggest surprise of the evening. The Toronto Maple Leafs are up 5 to 1 over the Florida Panthers in Florida. So all the uh, retirees from Canada are down there loving every minute of it. Five to one, Toronto's up. The final score, seven to six in overtime, Florida Panthers. The fans. Five to one lead. The fans that we noticed on Twitter last night, I did pick up on that. We're going nuts. They are just calling for fucking Jack Campbell's head. They are so lost with their goaltending. They're saying, how is this team going to compete in the playoffs with the goaltending and defense they have right now? Obviously, their offense, their offense is really sound. They have a great offense, but offense doesn't win championships. Offense you know what does? Defense. Defense wins championships. Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm sure Toronto will get it figured out because, I mean, they got Mark Giordano for a reason. It just might take some time for that team to figure and out. Then you got they Mark still got a they still got a few weeks left to figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. And there's there was a reason why Jack Campbell was an All Star this year. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. I think, I mean, yeah. I I mean, the, it's what a save by Thomas Grice. That dude barely ever plays anymore. What Sorry, a save. folks. He's uh, trying. To... I'm watching the I'm watching the Winnipeg Detroit game, hoping that Oscar Sunquist scores the first goal of the game because I got a Sunquist Ovechkin Tarapchenko three leg parlay for a dollar and ninety bucks. So we're we're real broke over here trying to. Trying to make a living off the FanDuel. <laughs> so back to the Florida Panther game. So just a quick note. So I'm watching uh, Predators Wild because I, I know it's going to be rough and tough. And there was like four fights. And I don't know. The There's three period. fights in the first period, one in the second. Yeah, three fights in the first 11 minutes. So I'm watching that game. And I'm checking Twitter on up. And that's when I see Jeremy Prego t- uh, tweet about, the, about it being 5-1. Although all of a sudden... Don't know if he made a comment, uh, comment or something about don't count Florida down yet. They score a lot of goals, and I'll be damned if I don't check the score. And all of a sudden, it's five to four. Then it's five to five. Then I'm like, there's seven minutes left in the Minnesota Wild game. It could possibly be another fire or two. Do I flip it over to the Panthers ending and see what's going on? Uh, yeah, I had to. I did see the overtime. But, uh, I mean, if it if it was my team, I don't think I'd be bashing the whole entire team. 
There's a reason why the Florida Panthers are one of the best teams in this league because they can do that to people. They're the best team in this league. They're the only team that has officially clinched the playoffs. No other team. No, I think uh, Colorado finally did. Where? Oh, they did. Fuck. Hundred six. Colorado. 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 I still and think Florida. I still think Florida's better than Colorado. I just, oh yeah, Florida like. Even though the points are they're two points apart, I think if there was somehow, which I don't think either, I only think maybe one of them could make it to the final. Who knows which one? But there's something about those top teams. They've been rolling so hard all year. It's, it's going to catch up to them. One of them is going to get knocked out early. It's going to be exciting playoffs. But back to last night, the the other games, the Oilers, they won two to one in overtime against the Sharks. Yeah, big deal. I mean, the what? Sharks just got Capo Kakinen, who, in my opinion, was the better goalie of the two between Cam Talbot and Cap and um and himself. Yeah, for the got Minnesota Wild, sixty-seven points. Yeah, but like I said, Edmonton has eighty-seven points. But like I said, they made a trade. They gave Jacob Middleton, who's a fighting defenseman, for one of the better goaltending prospects. Now, he's not a prospect anymore. He's in his mid-20s. In my opinion, he's still a prospect. He still has a ton of potential that it needs to be unlocked. He's a really good goaltender. And, they, and he plays for the Sharks now. Well, That's why that happened. Trust me. Well, then that means the Sharks shut down Connor McDavid and company. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. The other game, uh, let's see, the Stars, which I figured they'd win. They'd, they'd beat the Islanders 3-2. to two. Uh, You know, the Islanders, I'm not – so, I mean, they're coming here on I mean, Saturday. McDavid scored the game-winning goal. Yeah. The Oilers only had 24 shots. That's, see, that's – with that kind of firepower, that's inexcusable. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, but I had to have a drink of my doctor. <laughs> Don't even start. <laughs> anyway, next game – Cause we're gonna we're gonna be done with this first half of the pod well, yeah, here in just a second. About, yeah, yeah, three more. Um, Rangers, which I picked. Yeah, they beat the Devils three to one. You know that was no surprise. Uh, I didn't see Ryan Reeves in the lineup though. I don't know if he's injured, but I would thought I would have thought that he'd been playing on the fourth line. Hopefully he's not injured because April 29th. It's going to be the Rangers and Capitals, and I want to see Ryan Reeves get. For Tom Wilson, I already know. Get him. I want to see him. I want to see Wilson get beat down by. Also, Ryan I just Reeves. looked at it just so I did a little fact check. Um, Kakinen did not play last night. It was James Reimer who shut down the Edmonton Oilers. Wow. Imagine that. But James Reimer is still very capable. He just followed up, fell off a little bit. Either way, let's get back to it. The Avs, Colorado Avalanche. And Pittsburgh beat the Penguins six to four. Yeah, I mean, you know, that game could have gone either way, just like it did uh, last Saturday. Yep, this past Saturday when they played in Colorado, right? I, I don't. Or know. vice versa. Either way, it was like it's kind of like a home and home within a couple days, and uh, it went to overtime. Colorado won. The Avalanche just loaded. Yeah. Or no, maybe they won in regulation. Either way, my days are getting mixed up. I'm getting too old for this shit. And then the Blue Jackets, they beat Philly 4-2, to two, which is basically two even teams. Neither one of them going I think the Jackets are better, obviously, especially after Claude Drew left. But um, <clears throat> you would have thought the Blues would have beat them a couple weeks ago. They well, couldn't. I mean, Columbus has 72 points. That's Okay, so you were saying the Islanders were 73 
if they win nine and if they go nine and or ten and three in their next thirteen games, if they even go eight and five. No, and then yeah. and then and then Washington yeah. and then Washington goes um On a goes like seven. four and nine. <laughs> then the Islanders could make it, couldn't they? Yeah, they could. If you if the Islanders go what? If the Islanders go nine and five, so eighteen more points would put them or not, at ninety one. Yeah, nine, nine, nine and five, nine and four. It'd be nine and four. They have thirteen games left. So and then, and then, and then, and then, the, then Washington goes Washington four, four and nine. Six more points out of thirteen games. That's that would be ridiculously uh, complete. You never know. Meltdown. Anything can happen. Ovechkin could get hurt. I hope not. But he could. oh no, yeah, we don't want. He could. Anything can happen. That's all I gotta say. Islanders still have a shot. Columbus not so much because they've played a little bit more games than the rest. Either way. Um, our plan for the second half of this pod, as long as dad doesn't have anything else he wants to talk about today. Um, we're going to wrap up this first half blues game starts here in about seven minutes. We got puck drop where, uh, the blues, they've had a rough start every game. Most games, not every game. They started strong a couple out of the last few, but, um, I'm thinking they that were even Monday night, they did no score after one. They played hard. And boom, three goals, three a quick three nothing lead. That was good. Yep. But what I'm trying to say here is that we're gonna digest the first period, come back to you in the second half of this podcast with how we feel. How we feel they started the game because that's the biggest question for the Blues right now is can they play a full sixty minutes and that starts in the first period. Can they start strong? And they did they did play a full sixty against Phoenix. Yes, Arizona, yes. Yeah, yeah, I call it. They're Phoenix, technically so. they're gonna be playing in a college stadium of five thousand fans next year. Which so. is unbelievable. They're idiots. I still can't believe it. Either way, they'll be relocated after that at, at some point in the next three years. Now we'll come back to you after this break with a digestion of the first period of the Seattle First St. Louis Blues game. Thank you for listening to the first half of episode 12 of Puck Time with Pete. Okay, guys, we're back. And as promised, we're going to just digest the first period of the Seattle Kraken versus St. Louis Blues game. Currently, it's one nothing Blues, 11-9 shots on goal. Seattle took three penalties. One was a double minor, but it counts as three penalties. The Blues were only able to score on one of those. Luckily, thanks to Villauso for standing on his head on a couple saves during those power plays. Cracking are very aggressive on penalty kill. I couldn't believe how the defense was pushing basically the Blues away from being able to, to enter the zone. And uh, like you said, I, I think they had two different two-on-one breaks on the and this wide-open one-timer shots from the defense too. The, oh yeah, on the PK and then. Great play by Barbershop to deflect the puck out of the zone on the uh, setup for the Thomas goal, too. And then great play by Barbershop to set up the Thomas goal. Yes. Now, the one thing I do think the Blues are playing really – this was a very good first period for them, yes. Kind of Seattle was, was hungry. Kind of Seattle was hungry, but the problem with this period was Seattle's winning 10-4 to in face-offs against us. They have 71% face-off win rate this game so far in the first period. I don't think the Blues should let that continue. They need to take over the faceoffs because then possession will be ours, have the puck more often, more goals will happen, and 
we just need to make sure we do our best to keep the puck away from Seattle because they're looking really hungry right now. Yeah, they, their forecheck, Jordan Everly looks like he's on a mission. And uh, the goaltender, Drieger, is that his name? Drieger? Yep, came over from Florida. Glove, don't, don't shoot glove side. The, the guy's got yeah. really good glove. He robbed Tarasenko for yeah, sure. He had three great glove saves. I mean, you, you're going to have to beat him low between the wickets or, or from the waffle side because – his glove to me looks like he's on point. And like I said about their defense, they're really holding the line hard, and which is creating a little bit of a ha- uh, some ha- you know problems for the Blues entering the zone. And uh, I mean, I don't want to have to harp on McCracken like I did Sanford last year. You McCracken? McCracken. You said McCracken. Well, he might as well be a McCracken. No, I I was getting ready to say he started all that cracking momentum by giving away the puck in the defensive end. Sure he did, and that's what I'm saying. So maybe he should be a future McCracken. Maybe he should be a future minor leaguer like he was before he got called up. I just said it's the last time tonight I'm going to talk about him because he has got the Sanford syndrome. He's worse than Sanford, and I didn't even know that was possible. uh, Got to get, At least Sanford could shoot the puck. Every to, now and then he'd score a goal. McEachern can't even score. Every 13 games, Sanford. Yeah, well, what does McEachern do? Yeah. Well, every, he, is he, he every 30? Rattles the boards for sure. Uh, although Monday night, he may have had two good shifts. He had a couple good hits. There, we, we were sitting in the seats on Monday night, and he looked over and was like, you see that hit with McEachern? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's a surprise. Yeah, he actually was on point on a couple of his shifts, but otherwise, uh, for the whole season of the games he's been in, he's hurts the fourth line. I mean, you've got Torchenko and you've got the Aussie Walker on their line. They need to have you need like a Clem Costin. Yes, because at least Costin. he won't. He's not a liability. Tyler Bozak, if he gets back, if healthy, he gets healthy, that'd be awesome. So, now talking about hitting, we were talking about hits. Uh, Blues out hit Seattle eight to two that period. Another thing that sticks out to me that's a negative for the Blues, other than faceoffs, is the giveaways. We have six giveaways to Seattle's three. Yeah. We need to stay away from giving the puck away, and I bet about four of those giveaways came in our own defensive end. And so and we need to focus on that. The Blues need to focus on that and make sure they clean up their game and their exiting of their zone in order to win this game. And that's where it comes in with the Kraken's defense. They're really forcing the issue at the blue line. They're not allowing any kind of quick entry. There is no tape-to-tape pass to skate right in past them because they're standing up at the blue line. It was nice. Uh, it's kind of funny to see Vince Dunn and Perron going at it a little bit. Yeah, that wasn't just a – I'd like to see the Aussie, your, your, your player that you think could fight all the big guys in the league – I'd like to see him fight Vince Dunn. Uh, maybe you never know. Maybe he'll challenge him. You might see Walker challenge Dunn. Vince Dunn can fight, so Walker better be ready. But I think that could be an exciting one. The, uh, the player that stood out, too, is after coming off the flu bug for the last week, Jordan Kyrou looks to be back almost into it. That breakaway wasn't too good. Couldn't lift the puck. I think the puck milestone. Yeah. But... As far as we had a point-blank shot from uh, behind a back pass from Thomas, the goaltender made a great save. Um, he's skating. You can tell he's getting his legs back. Yep. I'm sure after having the flu for a few days, 
You know, it's going to take a, a game or two. And, but tonight he looks better than he did on Monday night. Yep. And uh, other guys that look good. I mean, side. I mean, Barbashev. Barbashev, side boots. Maybe it's just, just what a what a pickup. I haven't seen anything from the fourth line that's been worthy of talking about. And I think it's because McEachern weighs him down. It's, it's exactly it. Um, well, I like they, Tarasenko. Tarasenko's been playing good. You didn't see a whole lot of them, but when you did, you noticed that they weren't doing anything because of the power plays Blues were on. You don't see them out there. We need Shannon Bar- and Tarasenko to take – or Shannon O'Reilly to take over faceoffs for the rest of this game. Yeah, O'Reilly, they need to take it over. O'Reilly looked frustrated in that period. Uh, he had he had a couple of passes himself to get but the defense for the Kraken seemed to be reading the plays like they are anticipating better than what I what I thought. And they're breaking the puck up, getting it off the boards, a couple of two on one breaks in their favor. Great couple of great saves by Uso. Yep. A great that uh, Rosen made a great play on that two-on-one. Yes, he did. Spread out eagle on the I'm ice. I'm starting to like him. I was hating on him because of his first six games with us, but yeah. ever since he's getting got called back up, he's been playing pretty damn well. Yeah, like I told you, I hadn't seen him play, but I didn't even know who he was. And he oh, is, lucky you, because you've only seen a good side of him. And he has. That, that was a great – he broke up a two-on-one uh, play and did it like he knew – like he's been in the league for a few years, but yep, yeah, he man, that was a good play. Um, what do you think the final score is going to be now that you've seen the first period? Wow, I'm, call, I'm man, calling six such, to two. I don't know that it's, if they keep going glove side, I don't think we'll score six. I, I think I, we're going six two. We're going to go to one timers now that Thomas scored like that. I, I'm more thinking three to nothing, three to one. We're going to score three goals in the fourth and in, in the second period. I'm not sure. Three or four goals in the second. I hope you're right, but the goaltender looks too too square. Uh, you know, he set he set with the glove. If they now if they figure out to go low and waffle side, then yeah. But if they keep going trying to go high glove side, they're not going to get that biscuit in the basket. Nope. But um, <clears throat> I know this second half of the pod is a little short, but this is just how we decided to do it today. Uh, the Blues are seventeen one and three after leading after the first period. So hopefully they keep that trend going. And that second number, the one that is, does not get bigger and change to a two this game. And I do not believe it will. And guess what? They win this game tonight. They will be 20 games over 500. That's what I'm talking about. 20 games. Let's that, go Blues. That is. That's a, that's a great mark to hit. Otherwise, uh, I guess if we get close to my prediction of going – Eight and two. Yep. I'll be on next week's podcast. Damn right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on today, Dad, because no one else did. No one else even answered the group chat. That's um, all right. It's all good, but we're going to get back to watching this Blues game, and uh, hopefully our predictions are right that the Blues are going to win this game. Hopefully it is a six-goal effort by the Blues. Um, thank you for listening to Puck Time with Pete. Don and Pete out.